In today's podcast, we're going to talk about somebody who says, I think I want to be an RTF minister. Welcome to the Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast, brought to you by Restoring the Foundations International. Our desire is to equip you with biblical truth to empower you to live a full life of freedom in Christ. For more, please visit restoringthefoundations.org. Now, here's your podcast. When we were first introduced to the ministry of Restoring the Foundations, we instantly had two thoughts. The first thought was, where has this ministry been my whole life? I knew there had to be more freedom to the Christian life, but I didn't know how to get there. RTF had the solution to our struggle. We simply were not even aware there was an RTF. The second thought we had was, how can we get trained to share this freedom and healing with others? Let me talk about becoming an RTF minister in this podcast. The place to start in thinking about becoming an RTF minister is with the question, are you called to be an RTF minister? Or is it just your desire to help people that's motivating you? Many of you are no doubt in the same position we were in right after receiving ministry. You've just received this amazing healing through RTF, and you want to help others experience the same freedom by becoming an RTF minister. That's awesome. But let me take a few minutes and talk about becoming an RTF minister. The first thing I want to point out is that not everyone is called by God to be an RTF minister. You know, it's natural for many of you who want to share such an amazing freedom and healing through RTF with others. You want to share it with your family. You want to share it with your friends. However, the desire to share with others what God has done in your life does not necessarily mean that you're being called by God to be a minister. There are many wonderful people who have become RTF champions who are not necessarily called to become an RTF minister. So what's an RTF champion? They're the people who gladly tell others about the ministry of RTF. We have one such RTF champion who somehow gets into conversations with people about RTF almost everywhere she goes. Her life has been so dramatically changed by God through RTF that she shares her story with people everywhere. RTF just kind of leaks out of her. Champions tell their church, their family, their friends, their car mechanic, the people at the grocery store, everybody else about how RTF has changed their life. Some of these people are not gifted to be ministers, but they are gifted to be a champion. But there are others who are called by God to become RTF ministers. First, let me talk about why RTF is different and distinct from the other healing ministries in the body of Christ today. You need to know that you are called to be an RTF minister and not called to one of the other really many wonderful healing ministries in the body of Christ. So, there are several aspects of RTF ministry that make it distinct from the other healing ministries that God has established around the world. So, let me say right here, right up front, that RTF is not in competition with any of the other healing ministries. We're excited when the body of Christ receives healing and freedom, no matter how it happens. It's more important that the kingdom of God advances on the earth than it is for RTF or any other ministry to get the credit. Our desire is for the body of Christ to receive all that Jesus died to give us, and that doesn't matter who gets the credit. Who brings it to earth does not matter. That it comes is the important part. Now, God gave Chester and Betsy an amazing revelation of how to set people free that contains some similar elements to other ministries, 
But what sets RTF apart from the other healing ministries is the integrated approach to doing ministry. When we say integrated approach to ministry, we're describing the need to minister to all four problem areas that people have during the same ministry time. God showed Chester and Betsy that people of every tribe and nation around the world have the same four problem areas. We had some RTF ministers that just returned from doing ministry in, in Uganda. And I asked them, I said, what were the major issues that people in Uganda struggled with? They listed the same issues that people all over the world struggle with. So it really, every nation, every tribe, every tongue, it boils down to the same issues. The first problem area that we deal with is the generational sins and curses that are passed down from generation to generation. Exodus 20, verse 5 says, You shall not bow down to them nor serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. This iniquity is the pressure to sin that is passed down in the bloodline for four generations. This pressure to sin must be dealt with. The second problem area are the lies that we believe. Romans 12, 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what the will of God is, that perfect and acceptable and perfect will. Why do we need to have our minds renewed? Because we've learned a lot of lies from the world we live in that are keeping us held in bondage. The third area are the wounds we pick up living life here on planet Earth that need to be healed. The good news is that we have a wonderful healer. In Luke 4.18, Jesus says, He, Father God, has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. The fourth area that we deal with are the demonic oppression that comes as we open the doors to our life through the other three areas. The three areas give the enemy a legal right to come and oppress us. Ephesians 4.26 and 7 says, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger, nor give place to the devil. The word place in this verse means that we give the devil a legal right to oppress us. When we minister to all four areas at the same time, the healing that is received is profound and many times permanent as long as we keep the doors shut. The ministry must be integrated because all four of these areas work together to keep someone in bondage. Dealing with just one or two, but not all four, leaves some of the doors open over a person's life. You know, if you only lock two of the four doors to your house, your house is still vulnerable to invasion. But in this ministry, when we shut and lock all four doors, the house, your life, is then secure. So how do you know if you're called to be an RTF minister? Here are just a few of the qualities that RTF ministers have. The most important thing is to be a person with a mature Christian character. As an RTF minister, you're going to have the privilege of hurting people telling you things that they may have never told another person. An RTF minister has to have the maturity and character to be able to hear painful or even sinful things and not be negatively affected by what they hear. We like to say that an RTF minister needs to be shockproof. Another part of that maturity is the ability to be confidential. People, again, are going to tell you things that you cannot tell to another human being. Even if you're married, you cannot tell what you're being told by someone in ministry to your spouse. This is really difficult, but it's an essential quality of a good minister. Something that often happens within the church that's really difficult and causes a lot of pain is that a well-meaning person is told something, 
and out of their desire to help the one who told them, they'll go around to others and say things like, oh, we need to pray for Susie and Mike's marriage. As an RTF minister, this can't happen. That's breaking confidentiality. Romans 2.4 says that it is God's kindness that leads people to repentance. Another characteristic of an RTF minister is to be able to minister out of kindness. As an RTF minister, you will hear of things in a person's life that you may want to correct, but it's not our job as an RTF minister to change people. It's our job to set the table for them to have an encounter with the living God, and He will change them. So the question is, can we be kind and considerate and accurately represent the loving heart of Father God while ministering to someone who is in obvious sin? Another quality of an RTF minister is that their own life and relationships are in godly order. Does their personal life measure up to the message that we're trying to deliver? You know, it's sad to see someone who has great ability as a minister be disqualified because their relationships with others are out of order. The most common reason that RTF cannot allow someone to continue as an RTF minister is usually due to having undealt with issues in their own personal life. This is often displayed during ministry training by being rude or controlling to your ministry teammate. Or this is evidenced by talking over or cutting off the ministry receiver or again, their teammate. We communicate more by how we act during ministry than we do by what we say. One of the things Chester and Betsy taught was that words don't heal, Jesus heals. We often find that people who have a strong teaching gift will try to teach the issue out of the ministry receiver. Now, there's a place for sound discipleship once the person has received freedom from the stronghold of the enemy. But to try to disciple someone out of prison doesn't work. Jesus has to set them free. Then once their foundation is restored, they're walking in freedom, then they're able to build upon that solid foundation. Lastly, are you able to be led by the Holy Spirit during the ministry? In ministry, we develop a ministry plan based on the questionnaire that the ministry receiver fills out prior to the ministry time. But we must always hold our ministry plan loosely. The ministry must always be led by the Holy Spirit. It often happens that the plan we brought into the ministry session gets adjusted by the Holy Spirit as He reveals a different direction that He wants us to go. And sometimes the Holy Spirit totally blows up the ministry plan, and you have the opportunity to either stick with your old plan or abandon your plan and follow Him. So let me say RTF needs more ministers. This last season of lockdowns and isolation has brought people's issues to the surface in a, in a drastic way. People need RTF like never before, and we're in need of more ministers to meet the growth and demand. Would you pray and consider if God is calling you to be either an RTF champion or an RTF minister? So Father, I just ask today that you would help everyone that's listening know if they're called to be an RTF champion or if they're called to be an RTF minister. And Lord, if they're called to be a champion, Lord, I ask that you would give them the grace and the, the words to speak to others that would lead them to say, you know, that's something I think I want. I would like to be a part of a ministry like that, or I need, I need personal ministry for myself, or I would like to help financially uh, to donate to a ministry that's setting captives free. 
And Lord, for those that are called to be ministers, Lord, would you prompt them? Would you show them that it's out of the heart that ministry comes, that it's not about always our ability, but it's about our availability, that you will train and equip people to do the ministry of restoring the foundations. So Lord, thank you for each one that's listening and your call upon their life uh, to be a light in the darkness, to be your child, your gift to their community, to their family, to their the place where they are right now. Lord, just empower them and bless them in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us on the Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast today. We pray you are blessed and equipped with biblical truth, empowering you to live a full life of freedom in Christ. To learn more about the ministry of Restoring the Foundations International, please visit restoringthefoundations.org. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.